Quick disclaimer, due to none of the team being in the studio to record, the sound is a little lacking. It's not terrible, but it's not at its usual standard. Enjoy. Hello, this is Gemma. Hi, I'm Nikki. And we are Hunt Us. You are listening to You Haven't Heard This Music podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast all about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe is as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. And tonight on the show, as usual, across the way, I have with me Wayne. Say hello, Wayne. Hello, everybody. Tell us how happy you are. Yeah, I'm, you know, I've got a can of beer in my hands. Yeah, I'm happy. Good. And Neil? Hello. Say hello. Hello. Again. Hello. You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, I suppose. I'm still having that midlife crisis, but other than that, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> okay, so uh, we also have today our special guest, and uh, I think this is the first time that we've had two people on at the same time, isn't it? No. No, no. Um, oh, I forget their name. Yeah, the, Don't the, ca- the metal band Don't from care. last year. Don't care. Yeah. They, they're done and dusted name. It's, it's all about these guys' name. Huntus. Say hello, Hunter. Hello. Hello. So who are we speaking to? This is Gemma. Hello, I'm Nikki. Hello. Hi, Hello. Nikki. Welcome to the show. It's good to have you on. It's good to be here. Thanks very much sir, for having us on. It's a, it's a pleasure to speak to you on a Sunday night. Yes, our pleasure. And as usual, we have all the sections. We have our head-to-head section. Head-to-head! In our head-to-head <laughs> section, we'll have Neil interrupting again at some point. We'll have me facing off against Neil and Wayne, who'll be facing off against me and Neil, who'll be facing off against facing, facing off, facing and shit. And uh, we'll, we'll be bringing some music that have been, that's been sent over to us through emails over the past weeks or so. And we'll have our special guest judges hunt us to judge you which, which song they thought was best. Yeah, can't wait. Great. And, <laughs> and then we'll move on to our next section, which will be the hidden masterpiece. And for the hidden, hidden masterpiece. masterpiece. <laughs> the hidden masterpiece. Hunt us will be bringing their song, which is it's the Last Living Rose by PJ Harvey. Yes, it hey. is. And then we'll bounce on to our next round which would be the forgotten Hedders. classic that one and so you're bringing we are bringing 7475 by the canals yes you are and we'll talk about that shortly and then straight after that we'll move on to our intense hardcore driver musical challenge mode go yes i was and so ready week... for that i took my headphones off yes and this week wayne had been sent away and challenged with finding some music from the genre black gaze I was. I, I brought a band called Oathbreaker and their song Second Son of R. Yeah. And then finally we'll move on to our last round, which will be the Artist Spotlight. Artist Spotlight. And <laughs> we'll be talking about our guests on us and we'll be talking all about them and their music and their life and their expeditions and where they're going <laughs> on holiday. And, and shit can't wait oh. it's going to be awesome looking forward to it and you'll also be bringing your song yeah we're going to be bringing The Ancient Escape The Ancient Escape very the good yes escape. right okay then so we're going to move straight on to our first round which is the head to head So the head-to-head, I'm going to start off with my song, and I'm going to bring my song, which is my head-to-head, and my head-to-head is a song by the Travel Gang called After You. Wait, 
nothing up waiting for you made me feel like I'm crazy Got me up thinking about all this time that we wasted And I ain't the one for the games and my patience is fading, 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 fading Wait for me You always said that you would but I feel like you're trying to get away from me Coming back home, you try to stop me. Like, what do you want from me now? I try to move on to something new, and you know I'm a savage too. But I always come back to you. Watch that, cause there's nothing after you. So that was the Travel Gang with their song After You. I don't know much about these guys. They didn't send their bio and I couldn't be asked to look. I suppose I could have looked on Wikipedia or something. But, uh, well, if they can't be asked to send a bio, I'm not going to. I mean, I just, but, yeah. They can't be asked. Why should I? It's it's a resounding success so far, this. (laughs) This is the worst episode we've ever done. (laughs) So far. So far. Wow. Well, yeah, you want to get us, will you? It's not your fault. It's all me. Yeah, so... It's all me, I. Wayne. What did you think of my song by the Travel Gang? Right, well, it threw me for a, an absolute loop because I wasn't expecting this from you. No, 
I'm, I'm no, it's really out, of my, that, really out of my ballpark, isn't it, this? Not unpleasant. I, I actually think it's really good. I wasn't expecting it to be that good because as soon as it started up, I thought, oh, what's he going to bring here? And then the more it played, I was like, actually, this is fucking brilliant. You know, it's got like a, an up-to-date 90s R&B feel to it. I think it goes further than the 90s. I can, you're talking mid-2000s, probably 2005 to 2009. It had that kind of Kevin Rudolph type feel about it, I thought. I, I think it's bang up to what's being released today for sort of R&B music. You don't really have much to say, do you, Wayne? Usually, you, you, you're going to rant about music. I really I really liked it. I mean, I, it, it, it wasn't what I was expecting. It, it totally threw my expectation out the window. And then it's like a, it's like an up-to-date love song, if, if that makes any sense. It's like a, an up-to- it's a, like a love song for millennials. You know, an R&B love song for millennials. You know, it's, it's she's upset that she thinks she's going to cheat on her. And he's saying, I'm not going to cheat on you. And it's, you know, the insecurity in between. Good. It's a good song. Mm. Neil? Um, like Wayne said, I, it completely threw me to begin with because it's not the sort of thing I'm used to you bringing. Um, and it's not really the sort of thing I like to listen to either. So I had to get past that to begin with. It was like I had to kind of get past my own sort of, uh, what's the word for it, my own prejudice of, oh, it's it's this R&B shit. To, <laughs> to, to discover that he's actually, it's, it's a bit like when somebody brings jazz, you know, and I, you know, I fucking hate jazz. Yeah, I listened to it a few times. And uh, once I keyed into, you know, what it was and, you know, kind of learned to appreciate it for what it was, it's a really good song. What struck me is uh, how very professional and very well produced. Uh, and I mentioned earlier when you were discussing about the year it came from, when you said you said you think it's more modern than what Wayne said, uh, you know, he, he kind of went to you know the 90s. It's very sort of up to date. I think it's bang up to date. And I was listening to it with Rachel, and uh, she, she pointed out there's a, there's a particular sound that comes in. It's about about two minutes in, and she said she was waiting for it because she listens to a lot of Radio One. Apparently, it's all over chart songs at the moment. It's like I don't know. How to describe this sound but it's sort of an effect that sounds a bit like somebody stamping on a cat rhythmically <laughs> but I mean that in a good way you, you, you know oh, what no, I mean when you listen yeah. to the song back it's like a yeah. ow ow it's ow it's ow tune, isn't it? but, but it works with the song it, you know it complements the song perfectly but it, it does sound it does sound like somebody rhythmically jumping on a cat yeah, it's, um, it's, I'm sure it's a bit of auto-tune they sample somebody's voice in, in, in auto-tune oh, it's, and then, no, and then... It's, it's a definite effect it's, it's very much mm. like it's almost yeah, like that, a that, squeal yeah, it's, it's like a record squeal Scratch, oh, um, okay. but it's um, yeah, it, it, it works. It's that bit, isn't it, where, where she goes. Wah, wah. That's it, yep. yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, I've got their EPK. Um, yeah, I, I, I have liked their it. EPK. Hold on. I'm just watching the video. The video no. is fucking amazing. Isn't the video is really good. <laughs> but um, I watched it several times. Uh, the... <laughs> I've just tried looking, just tried looking for them on Google, and I've just got a shitload of travel agencies. Biography states: Travel Gang is a Midwest West Coast hip hop R&B collaborative music group that also expands their creativity through visionary fields of pop, dance, and future soul to produce underground and mainstream mass appeal. Compromise of the hip-hop recording artist Noble. No, what the? The hip-hop recording artist Mr. Malcolm. Not Malcolm, Mr. Malcolm. And the Malcolm to his friends, mate. That's what it is. All his friends, friends call him Mr. Malcolm. <laughs> oh! Mr. Malcolm! Get <laughs> some beer while you're over there, will you, mate? Artist number. Drop those funky beats and get us some beer. Put that oh, cat down. Mr. Malcolm. <laughs> and I'm trying to talk here, you pair of pricks. 
Recording artist Mr. Malcolm and the pop R&B recording artist Devin. Each member of this diverse group of multi-talented individuals is also an outstanding solo recording artist in their own right. Travel Gang is a collaborative effort of expression founded by the solo hip-hop artist. Can't say his name and if I do I'm going to offend him. In order to expand the artistry and vision of his already growing and intensifying creative movement of the travel travellers revolving around music photography and film meet the members yes i've seen her in the video yes i like okay. her friends yes her friends in the in the hot tub yes let's meet those yeah let's try and come over as chauvinistic as we can wayne that's a brilliant <laughs> idea <laughs> right so, so moving yeah. swiftly along what what did you think on us <laughs> um yeah when, when it first started we were we were thinking about the streets the beat wasn't it yeah the instrumentation oh, yeah. see that yeah yeah and then it sort of was classic r&b pop not as heavily produced as some tracks would say and obviously your auto tune which is you know fairly standard now isn't it for that genre the rap breakdown we thought was a bit 90s, but it was varied. It went, it went through different sections. It's um, again, it's not, it's not the kind of stuff that we would normally listen to, but it definitely had a catch. It had a, had a hook, and the video is very smart. I mean, you, you know, if you make a video like that, you know, it's going to get a lot of views. So that's yeah. very canny. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about 900 of them were us. I'll be honest. I, I put the video on. It was the first thing I watched because Rich sent the, the video over, and I thought when it started, I thought it was there were from London because it felt very yeah. sort of it did a bit yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the pool table and all the rest of it oh, I wasn't then, paying any attention to the surroundings <laughs> well, and, then, and then you jump to the Las Vegas the yeah, yeah you can see Vegas in the background I was like okay yeah. then they're, they're not from round here you know so yeah yeah well, no, I mean they're certainly yeah it's good it's a glamorous uh, appearance uh, <laughs> which fits the song it was short and sweet I didn't bring this song this week to win in fact I was almost certain that if I brought this song I was going to lose the head to head but um, I think I needed to bring this because we on the podcast are guilty of being non-genre specific if you like but you know we, we'll, we'll listen to any genre however when it comes to music like this we also automatically associate it with the pop music in the mainstream and we don't give it the light of day but these guys that they're, they're not mainstream they are you know, they are lesser, lesser heard, but they're as good, if not better than that in the mainstream. So I think they deserve a shot. They deserve to be heard. And I think it's brilliant. I think it's fantastic what they've done. I, I, I think it's, um, like Neil said, it is current. It's very up to date, but also very synonymous with that 2005 to 2008 sound. And the rap breakdown in it, that's very... It's not really something that's gone away. I don't think, uh, you know, that, that breakdown, it's, it's still there in music today and it's done so well. He's, you know, it's so well produced. And yeah, definitely get deserves to get heard, especially if they're going to put that much effort into the video. Well, what what Rachel? It's, it's as good as anything else that's out there in that, in that type. I'd, I'd go say it's better than a lot of the stuff out there. To yeah. Be mm. It's listenable. You can hear the lyric and it's got a decent um, beat behind it. Yeah. That's yeah. well that, more that, comfort zone. That removes 55% of the current top 40, I guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing out there that, that's that, that are this accessible, to be honest. Excellent. I absolutely agree with that. So I think we should move on to our next artist and our next next artist is an artist that has been brought by Wayne so tell us about your artist Wayne I am bringing an artist called Steve Murphy and his song Enu Per Diem enjoy
solemn times with a knot of talents hard to find an unlace you'll only get as far as your pretty face Right, so I brought Steve Murphy, one half of Westminster Park. This is off a solo album of his called Elegant Peasant, and the song is called Eno Per Diem, which means uh, lack of excitement for each day in Latin. He's from Ontario, Canada, and him and his wife form the quartet Westminster, or form half of the quartet Westminster Park, which are an intimate, fun, romantic, pop, rock, melancholy, folky band. I chose this. Um, he came through on our emails, and I chose it uh, after reading his email because his mom is from the t- same town as my mom. They are both from Worsley in the West wow. So She <laughs> did choose because it was um, no I chose it because it's fucking brilliant that's the reason why I chose it reminds me of the soundtrack to Wild or Into the Wild by Eddie Vedder I don't know if you're familiar with that no yeah yeah Yeah, it's really sombre it's it's intimate and it 
it drags you to that place. You, you, you know, it's 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 a song you could play on a road trip if you were going to somewhere like Wales and you were going through mountains. I think it'd be absolutely glorious on that sort of thing. It's, it's such an ethereal song. Ooh, that word the, again. Yeah, I love the way that it's really simplistic. It's it, you know, it, there's there's no massive structure musically wise. It's him a guitar and and that's it. You know, there's there's not much else to it. If, if there's nowhere to hide with the song, it's, it's it is what it is. Start with you, Rich. I was taken this before when I said uh, I thought the song was shit. I actually like the song a lot. It's, it's my thing. It's it reminds me a bit of Jose Gonzalez. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I, when I'm listening to music, when I'm sat down on my own listening to music, just chilling with a whiskey, it's this kind of music that I'll turn to. It's not very memorable. It's not something that you know, it's, it's not something that it's not it's not memorable. But it's something I would stick on my, on my regular listening playlist because when it comes on, I'm like, yeah, I like this. It's nice. It's it's all the things you said. It's serial. It's good. It's got nothing structurally amazing about it that stands out. You think, oh, I like, love the way he does that or does this. But it's just a really pleasant song. I'll give it. I'm not going to give it stars. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you go for the stars again, Rich. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go with I was going to go with Huntus next go on then Huntus uh, yeah I thought it was very relaxing uh, can understand what you're saying there Richie about um, having it on a regular playlist and just chilling with a drink and um, we liked his voice and we felt that it was really expansive like you were saying Wayne it's just got that real nice feel that you can imagine driving through the countryside and um, we could hear some strings yeah there was yeah. strings in there we, we were thinking it's kind of quite difficult to write well to record songs like that just because you don't know because it is so stripped back and when you start overlaying other instrumentation over it then it's it's a case of well where do you draw the line where does it lose that kind of atmosphere or does it pick it up with more instruments so we could hear some violins and we've just been on his recording well the notes on the recording and i think there's a harmonia in there as well or something like that but it's quite subtle in the background which is it's nice i mean in that sense it's quite nice it doesn't do too much you don't always need music to do too much as long as it does the job yeah exactly Neil. i mean look at some of the wildest bands like um, slipknot even they strip back some of their, some of their music sometimes mm. yeah yeah it's my favorite stuff about slipknot i've seen the strip back stuff yeah. Yeah. Deal? oh yeah <clears throat> yeah um <laughs> I absolutely love this song. I uh, kind of agree with everything that's been said so far. If I had to sum up this song with one word, I think the word I would choose would be delicate. Ooh, good word. It's very... I mean, you you said ethereal earlier, which is the word of the podcast. I'm not so much ethereal, but very, very, very delicate. And I, I was trying to think what it reminded me of. I was, de- I was definitely getting some R.E.M. in there, which I absolutely bum off. Which might surprise you. I'm thinking kind of like the <laughs> R.E.M. album tracks, the particularly some of the out-of-time type era, uh, night swimming, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you know, there's definitely a bit of REM, and, and when, when we just listened to that snippet of it, just the, all the pieces fell into place. Imagine REM reformed with Morrissey as a lead singer. That, that, that's what this would sound like. <laughs> Uh, and that that would be awesome, and the world would probably implode. But but yeah, I I as you can tell, I I liked it a lot. Um, very very gentle, very but but there was a very gentle progression to it. And I think it did remind me of the sort of stuff that Rich would normally bring. And um, Wayne, I think you missed a trick because uh, if you had been uh, if you had been playing tactically, which I know you don't, I reckon Gozer would have really liked this last week. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it'd struggle between mine and this. Yeah, yeah maybe. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good song. Yeah, loved it. I mean, check out his other stuff. His other stuff's as good as this, to be honest. Um, there's a song called Lonesome Town, and I was struggling between the two of them. There's Hostile Takeover of the Heart as well. And the reason I brought this one is because of its brevity. It's, this is shorter than the others. The one is about eight minutes long, and this one's about four and a bit. So that's the reason why this, this one's coming, not the last. I figured after the last week, the last uh, last week's uh, 12 minutes epic behemoth. 
Oh, yes. Was, uh, Bohemoth. Behemoth, yeah. Behemoth. Behemoth. That's it, Behemoth. <laughs> what the Behemoth, Neil? The Bist Butterfly. Let's crack on with you then, Neil. What's your song? Right, so my song is uh, Lovesick by Riddle. Here is Lovesick by Riddle. Enjoy.
So that was Riddle with his song Love Sick. So Riddle contacted us with a number of songs through email, uh, and this was one I, uh, I, I like the most. He's a pop singer-songwriter from Lower Soft in Suffolk. Um, he busks and plays shows all over the country. He's picking up quite a lot of attention on social media at the moment. So yeah, currently an unsigned artist trying to get out there. So yeah, I, I really liked it. It um, resonated with me. So I thought, yeah, we should give him a play on the podcast. Yeah, the thing I, uh, I, I'm developing a real sort of affiliation lately to uh, sort of 80s sort of new romantic new wave type music which I think was always there but I never I never allowed myself to explore that before I, I was always like so uh, so convinced that I was a metalhead I, I kind of sort of sort of put all that kind of stuff as a um, as a sort of my uh, my, my guilty pleasure really but uh I've I've come to appreciate it lately and learned to to really embrace it and I'm happy to admit that I love Duran Duran and I love The Cure and all the rest of it. Yeah, it, it kind of it sort of for me this song sort of captured that sort of sound um, and brought it up to the modern day. There no, I, I like the structure to the song. There are a number of sort of stops in it, a couple of guitar riffs which normally wouldn't really fit with that genre of music, but it, it sort of added something to the song and yeah, it it, it just just a really 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 good song. I thought I love that there's this kind of section in the middle which sort of has a sort of a voice voiceover with sort of a bit of a motivational speech that doesn't really seem to have anything to do with the song but it still fits uh, yeah I, I liked it a lot so yeah over to you guys who wanted to go first I really liked it I, do you know what it reminded me of um, Richard Mark oh, yeah. uh, he came he had a I've no idea who Richard Marks is I'm sorry hazard, hazard <laughs> Richard Marks you know and, um, wherever, wherever you, you go whatever you do oh yes yes I know that yeah, yeah. yeah it's got that um, 80s kind of satisfying hook and, yeah. and that structure it's really tight and it's really clipped and it's like you were just saying about the guitar and you know it's, it's it's super snappy and it um it's almost a bit toto-y as well and i love toto yeah it's quite I, I felt, yeah it was it was it had an, an edge at other points of the song of being more modern but it was for me it definitely felt like he got those inspirations in his in his music yeah very catchy i was I'm very interested to i was very I'm disappointed sorry, and, you, you go first if you want, Wayne. No, I was I was interested to hear what Nikki has to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, if I'm honest, I, I I think it's a bit sugary for me. I find, <laughs> you know, it's, it, I fully appreciate, I think from the sort of 80s, that kind of vibe, I prefer the kind of more slightly melancholic version. So you say when, you know, Cure and things like that. But I think when it was a bit more upbeat from that kind of um, 80s sound, it, it made me feel slightly nauseous at times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that. It is very sugary. <laughs> you did ask. Yeah. This song gave our guest diabetes. He was passing by it in the corner, and I was thinking, he's got something to say here. Right? <laughs> you were dead right. Go on, Rich. Your turn. I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my, you know, I, I fully appreciate the work that uh, he does, but yeah, it's just not my cup of tea, that's all. It happens um, sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. It was it was kind of um, a McBusted type feel about it, <laughs> which some people say is bad, some people say is good. It, yeah, it was good. I was disappointed I didn't pick up on it first because it was so well produced. They, they'd done an obviously good job of it, and that's, that's my thing. It's easy for me to pick up on songs that I like, dismiss those that I don't, but I've come to a place now. It's like the song that I chose for my head that would not, it's not my my thing but I'm being more open minded and I know there's a lot of people out there a lot of people out there that will love this absolutely love this and appreciate it and I can mm. see why yeah. so yeah it's a good song good choice I think and yeah. loves it is he? yeah he's riddled with it Oh, that's not the sort of thing I'd come out with. I was about to say, you leave the puns to Neil, Rich. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, I have trained you well. 
Well, there we go then. That's the three songs. That's a dismantled. You don't want to hear what I was. Just doesn't Wayne get a turn? No, it's fine. I thought Wayne had a turn. Sorry. I was just wondering if, because I watched the video, I was just wondering if they got permission to film at Salt Park. Because if they didn't, then this song is illegal, and you can't put it on YouTube. Wow. No, I'm joking. I don't give a fuck. You can film it where you want. Yeah. She was very pretty. But surely that adds to it. That that kind of creates a bit of a punk vibe. Well, what was that? He started playing early. You know, you know uh, it reminded me of the, the the girl in the video. Our special guest from a few episodes ago, Ema. No. She, 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 I think she looks a bit like, only a bit like her, you know. But yeah, and maybe the glasses like and the way. hair. It's a, bit, um, it's a bit like he's stalking her, isn't it? Perhaps he was. It's a lot like he's stalking her. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps she's doing yeah, That's the point English of the song, he's lovesy. I know. Um, yeah. Perhaps she did that very English thing when Yeah, but uh, she was she posing him. for him. Yeah, perhaps she just smiling at him like, oh, he's fucking him again. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the security? Just keep smiling till I see the security. Because <laughs> you know? there's, there's never more than 10 seconds of a clip, is there? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. No, no, <laughs> do you know what? It, it, it's hard, isn't it, making a video? So fair play to them and the other guys, the yeah, travel gangs, I, for making a video in first place. Because we haven't made a yeah. video yet. And it's a I, lot of I, work, isn't it? No idea how to make a video. So <laughs> we made a video, know. didn't we, Wayne? No, I know. Well, well, Wayne wasn't in the band at that point. I was the bass player, but I never played a gig the with kitchen? you. Was this before the kitchen? <laughs> no, it was after. It was when yeah, I rejoined the, the band, but never actually played a gig with them. The yeah, we used to cut the kitchen was the place we used to send band members to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the kitchen. Uh, I've actually said what I think about the song. Uh, I think it's a really good pop song. It reminds me of Britney Spears, um, especially Toxic mm. in some of the ways. Yeah, I can see know, that. Yeah, I've never thought about it before, but yeah. The opening and the middle section is full of, you know, that middle section has nothing else to do with the song. Very Britney Spears ish. You know, you go from the singing. I don't have no idea what the middle section is, by the way. You should always think Obviously. it all 80s new wave, but yeah, you, I think you've, you've, you've perhaps just hit the nail on the yeah, head. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like up to date pop sort of thing. Yeah. Isn't it? The middle section really threw me because it has nothing to do with the song whatsoever. Like you say, it's like a motivational speech. And it was, I was like, okay, what are you telling me that I should? I don't know. I'm completely confused. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went back into the song and went, okay, we're baffled you. Sometimes you just don't know what me. to do with the middle eight, do you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in love with this girl. I need a motivational speech. <laughs> okay. It was weird. It sounded <laughs> like it should be in the soundtrack for a film or something. Like when they did it with the Queen and... Um, Flash. Yeah. yeah. Islander. But it, yeah, but it wasn't the soundtrack for a film. It was just a random speech. If the, the middle section would have turned up in your song last week for Cube and um, Jubilee <laughs> Departure, oh, that yeah. would have made sense. It was like, okay, I understand that. But yeah, it just, it, that, that threw me for a loop. But the rest of the song I thought was really good. It's really well produced. Uh, and like I say, it's really hooky as well. You know, I, like, uh, I don't know which one you compared it to McBusted, but yeah, definitely in that genre. And Vampire Weekend, it's right there with them the moment so yeah mm. absolutely yeah so all important verdict then now all three songs have been heard we've got to guess what we think i'm gonna choose first i'll go on then but this is new this what is not exciting <laughs> this is new what do you, who do you think they might choose wayne oh <laughs> i'm going for me oh yeah. okay neil i reckon wayne you reckon wayne mm. um yes i think i think wayne also go on then put us out of our misery <laughs> You are correct. That was Steve Murphy one. Yeah, elegant peasant. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. Good choice, good choice. Yeah, it's a nice song. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I thought so as well. And uh, his mum comes from my hometown, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a nice link. Yeah. But well done to all the other artists yeah. as well. They're yeah. all good job. fantastic. It's not easy, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, good on them. Yeah, it's good to hear such a variety. Like yeah. Brilliant. I must admit, when yeah, we first heard are... all three, we were, we were quite surprised. We didn't expect... Yeah, it was just complete variety. It's hard to kind of measure against each other in a way but it is it is difficult yeah it's not a serious competition it's not like you're better than these they're never going to get anywhere ever because they've lost this competition now 
<laughs> no, no, exactly. It's uh, but, um, yeah. it's all about showcasing music at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. We use it as a <laughs> Says the person who's trailing <laughs> behind with one point. Yes, so Hunters have decided that Steve Murphy and his song Enu Per Diem, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, is this week's on winner. We. So, on we. Yeah, okay, that one. <laughs> um, is this week's winner. Uh, that pushes me ahead, boys. I'm on five now. Yeah. What am I on? Four, five, four, three. one. Four, five, four, one, yeah. Five, four, one. You're catching up though, Neil. Um, that, that's <laughs> that's that's to be fair, that one, I shouldn't have won, should I? Neil's one is the testament to me, boy. It doesn't matter what you bring because you can never tell what the guest is going to choose because that should not have won that week. By a god long way, it should have been Riches that week. <laughs> <laughs> what was and, that one, Neil? It was Evelyn Evelyn versus that bloody metal song he brought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ridiculous. But I, but I, but I, t- I take... Um, I take solace in the fact that the week when I bought uh, Tom Benjamin Wilde, I should have won. Yes, you should have won. So yeah, it's, so, it's, so, it's so, over, so, so overall, that's a fair is. point. It is. It is a fair point. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're going to move on to our next round now, which is the hidden masterpiece. We all hidden masterpiece. Right. So tell us all about your hidden masterpiece, Huntus. So we've chosen The Last Living Rose by DJ Harvey, who is very well known. This particular song was on the album Let England Shake, which did win the Mercury Prize. But this song, we don't feel got as much attention as some of the other tracks off that album. And just love it. It's uh, The lyrics are awesome. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but you know, there's references to battered books and fog rolling down the mountains and dead captains. It's just so evocative. I yeah, just mm. love it. This sits well. I mean, it's only the second track on the record, but it sits so well. I think that all of the songs on the album kind of work together in a way as one whole. But this one, you know, it sort of sets it up being near to the start of the record. It's good. I really, really like her stuff. I've been a big fan for many years. She's been around for a long time. And this was a really nice album to hear because I think she had a couple of albums before this one which weren't quite hitting the mark. But then this one really kind of lifted it back up again, lifted her work back up. Does some really interesting stuff. Cool. Wayne? Oh, I love PJ Harvey and I should really know more of her stuff than I do she's she's writing that fantastic niche for me where she's a singer-songwriter who's got melancholy in her songs but she can also bring the grit and you know she can traverse the both sides like this song versus the stuff she did with Josh Home from Queens mm-hmm. of the Stone Age so for, for me I think she should be heard more than she is I mean she's only got 949,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and <laughs> I think the first time I come across it was on Jules Holland and was just totally taken aback you know this very slight girl playing this oversized guitar it's a very strong striking image to yeah. me you know and, and then listening to what she did I think she played a couple of like really you know full on bass driven guitar songs and then quite a delicate one and it was like okay so you can do pretty much both sides of the spectrum and she's got a, again she's got a really haunting voice that you know it's it's almost well it's been replicated by you know hundreds of people because of what she does you know I, I'd go for Lana Del Rey is the, definitely a fan of PJ Harvey Florence and the Machine is definitely a fan mm. of PJ Harvey yeah and my personal favourite Bat for Lashes if Bat for Lashes isn't a fan of PJ Harvey yeah. then I may as well shit in a hat and wear it <laughs> <laughs> you might as well do that anyway that'd be awesome <laughs> who does that I really like the percussion she is in this there's some really strange sounds mm. you know it's, 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 it's a weird sound in there I, I couldn't put my finger on what it was it's sort of it's like a droning cello note that's out of like an octave too high maybe did you know she's an MBE oh 
Did not no. know that. Yeah, she's a member of the British Empire, yeah. And the PJ stands for Polyjean. Yes, mm. yeah, and I know that. Her, her career began in 1988. I, I love this song. It is brilliant, yeah. Neil? Yeah, I thought it's a really nice song with a really good progression, and I, I liked it a lot. It's it's the sort of thing that I like, really. I It, it reminded me a lot of Wayne's song, really, with a female vocal. It was that, and I think, yeah, I'd use that word delicate again. Mm. It was nice. I, I really liked it. I, I wasn't familiar with PJ Harvey, I've got, I've got to be honest. I've, uh, I've heard of PJ Harvey, but I've never really listen to anything so I was coming into it completely fresh but it, yeah like that, that line at the start goddamn Europeans I mean that's that's very sort of topical at the moment isn't it, it, is, it yeah, is considering that's ironic isn't it the song is 10 years old as well so yeah yeah, yeah we where is she from she's from she's from uh, Yeovil there you go where the fuck's that Somerset there you go <laughs> oh okay random tours Rich your turn hmm PJ Harvey not really heard of her well so I've heard of her just not very familiar with her music this is my first proper time listening to her music and I only got to listen to it once so I can't really give it a fair innings I don't think I always say that uh, if you're going to listen to a song don't listen to it once you have to listen to it about three or four times before you start making an opinion some of my favourite songs of all time I didn't like the first two times around and now they're on my playlist and I absolutely love them. So yeah, it's a good song. I think I could see it being on my playlist eventually. But yeah, I need to give it some time. She kind of reminds me of Amanda Palmer, who I absolutely bum off. She was in the Dresden Dolls. But yeah, all in all, it seems like something that I could get on board with, I think. And I won't mind checking out her album as well. Yeah, mm. I think as Nikki was saying, if you get, it's worth listening to the whole album. It's like a concept album about England. It's it's quite, it's quite varied, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it is. I will. I will. I've never got time at the moment, but <laughs> she would be uh, the kind of thing that I would listen to. So yeah. I'll definitely uh, try and find some time to listen to her albums. Um, but yeah, Ooh. I can't say at this point in time it did anything for me. Mm. I, I, I'm I'm not getting anything from it at the moment, but I, I would like to listen to it a couple of more times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It, it, at the moment, it just is what it is. The yeah. thing I'm getting from from you and Neil Rich, is that not only is the song hidden, but so is PJ Harvey. Definitely, yeah, yeah for me. You know, so. I, I, I just need to throw in, by that, the way. That's, that's, that's not the idea of a hidden masterpiece. A hidden masterpiece is supposed to be somebody who's famous, really famous, like Madonna, and be bringing a song that most people would never know that she did. PJ the, the, the Harvey. The thing is, though, PJ Harvey is famous, Rich. It's just we've yeah, never encountered her. Because Wayne has just said she only has a couple of... She doesn't have that many listeners on Spotify. I think she got yeah. some decent attention from the Brit Awards this year. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's definitely... She's, she's one of those sort of under the... Sort, sort of just under yeah. the radar artists, I think. Yeah, she's never been... She's been okay. on so many music shows and festivals, but she's not yeah. somebody she's who's She's never in fully of, cracked um, the mainstream, yeah. Have you yeah. Have you ever heard of Kensington? No. They have more monthly listeners than PJ Harvey does. Internationally. Yeah, that's how it it's, works, uh, isn't it? That's the thing, isn't it? It's all relative, isn't it? It's sort yeah. of someone who is very big to someone. I just, I just really need to throw in there when I said about the uh, the goddamn Europeans thing being appropriate. It, it's appropriate for the sort of feeling at the time, but uh, I am oh, an I avid Remainer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boycott weather spoons and everything. I, I just felt I had to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, no. It's but otherwise, I would have hated myself. <laughs> Yeah. Now, you, if you listen to the lyrics on the whole of the record, then it's this kind of love-hate relationship that she has with her country about, you know, yeah. it's quite interesting. So, for the verdict then, boys, is it a hidden masterpiece? I when? think so, yes. Oh, Neil? I'll go out on a limb and say yes, it is. 100%. Well, that's it. Then it doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ball to be fair, you have, you have a neutral opinion, don't you, Rich? No, I don't. I don't think it's kids a masterpiece. Even if I like the song, I don't think they're famous enough. No. But you outvoted, like... so it is. Mm. <laughs> like if they'd have bought Taylor Swift, yeah, fair enough. But like, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck you, all of you. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you don't like me. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. It's my fucking ball. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to the next round, which is yes, our let's fuck! So, as per usual, each week our guest, our special guest, brings the forgotten classic. And this week, our special guest, Hunters, has brought at seventy-four, seventy-five by the Canal. You did. Is it? Is let's just clear this up. Is it the Canals or the Connells? Don't I know. It was the Connells, yeah. I thought it was the Connells. Connells, 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 Connells. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a very good song. Awesome. So, explain to us then why that you believe that this is a forgotten classic. Well, I just. We, 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 we've been playing this in our acoustic uh, set we've got um, an acoustic band called Chimes and we play a lot of our own stuff and then we throw in the old cover and we recently threw this in and it is such a good song chord progression is classic he's, he's talking about a lost love I think it's probably from the year 74, 75 the, the, his voice is lovely it's very catchy it just has a real whimsical feel about it and I remember when it came out it was everywhere over and over again you know I think it was Atlantic 252 at the time and those sort of playlists and then really I haven't heard hide no hair of it since then just for the millennials who do listen among us Atlantic 252 was on Longwave Radio fucking <laughs> 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 hell I forgot all about that yeah. I should have bought Atlantic 252 as a forgotten classic yes <laughs> <laughs> yes it's like a radio station <laughs> Yeah, no, it's. I, I just think it's. It's very it makes you feel warm. Yes. What do you think, Nikki? Yeah, I mean, it's. It's a nice God, song. It I, made you speak <laughs> like a woman for a second there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit. Uh, I, I was caught off guard there. I'm like, actually looking at their Wikipedia. Wikipedia at the moment. I thought you caught caught your hand in a drawer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so actually it is uh, two brothers in the band called Connell and... Mike and David. Yeah, yeah. and then um, some other guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's been loads of people uh, in this band. It's pretty much... So, so it should I'd be the Connells and Friends, shouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite of its time. I mean, ni- what was it, 93? The song was yeah. written... Oh, so, this is 93. Yeah. But not 74. No. Not 75 either. 93, It doesn't really work, does it? It's kind of that college rock kind of sound that was quite prominent around then, I'd say. American kind of college indie rock, I guess, you know, a bit more mainstream than that. Yeah, it got a lot of airplay and then it just didn't, did it? But I think that maybe that's because the, the, the genre kind of died out a bit. Changed. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, moved on, didn't it? Yeah, things did move on. Yeah. It's sort of a post grunge, isn't it? That's the, that's yeah. the genre this was. Yeah. It's sort of, what's the girl's name? What if God was one of us and all that stuff? Oh, of, yeah. In uh, that period. More, that not a lamp. Yeah, I know no. what you mean. That was later. Yeah. Wayne, that was, was, it? That was about 97. Yeah, but that sort of period, yes, you know, it those, is the same, yeah. yeah, five or six years where you had Tori Amos come out, Lisa Leo, Connells, those sort of people. They had that sort of mid, mid, middle America indie core sound yeah. with a pop twinge. Yeah, so yeah. you could they could mainstream the song, get it out there, and still have some sort of credibility rather than it just yeah. being you know pop music that, that's for the masses. You know, yeah. they could still go mm-hmm. out and play mu- play their own instruments. It wouldn't be a backing track. Yeah. Natalie and Brulia. Yeah, that was a bit well, late still, wasn't was. it? Yeah, but yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. 
saying. And also, it's a, it's a really good lyric, isn't it? Because he says, I was the one to let you know. I, let, I was just sorry ever after. It's, it's really clever. There's so mm. many people, so many, but it, and it keeps repeating it. It's, it's hooky. Yeah, it's good. It is a good song. Charles Frequent... and Eddie. Yeah. Charles and Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not That's not quite in this the genre. Same. It is. Similar. It's really not. It was it's the not same easy. time. That was all, wasn't it? It's exactly like, the oh, same. Sync, in sync. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> Fast Street Boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. Yeah. It's also a bit folky, isn't it? It is, yeah. There is, there is some folk element to this, definitely. It's a lot of association with REM, I've noticed. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I can, I can see that. I'm a huge REM fan, and I'm, mm. I'm, I'm getting up and see, yeah. You bum off them, don't you? Oh, I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, my biggest regret is never seeing them lie. Mm. Them de- de- uh, and Bowie. Right, just a couple of things. The Connell's 7475 has 33 million listens on Spotify. It's from the album Ring. The, the band has 550,000 monthly listens. They are from North Carolina and the bomb starting in 1984 by brothers Mike and David Connell as we said anything else to add anybody? Rich? yeah I haven't uh, really said anything about it yet sorry sorry <laughs> oh, go on no, no. Um, I, I, I actually got quite a bit to say about it <laughs> it happens because um, I'll, um, I'll I need to tell you a bit of a story uh, get a chair get a cup of tea now yeah <laughs> uh, well actually, actually, actually there's two stories that I, I can tell that relate to this song and they both might give a clue as to my verdict on whether this is a forgotten classic or not the first one goes back ooh it's about five years ago me and, me and my wife Rachel were on holiday somewhere abroad I think it might have been Croatia it would have been more than five years ago it would have been about eight years ago anyway we, uh, we, we were in a bar and we hear this song come on and we kind of go oh that's a good song and then we, we kind of, you know we're just having a drink uh, in, in this bar and just listening to this song made us realise that there's all these kind of songs that we used to listen to that we'd kind of I don't want to use the word forgotten about but that we'd, we'd forgotten about and we need to make we, we still use CDs to this day we're one of the few people in the country world who still use cds in the car we've got cd player i can't figure out new technology to like sync my car to my mobile phone or whatever so so we just we just burn cds and put them in the the cd player so we said well, we need to make a cd of songs that we used to listen to but don't hear so much these days so, so this song inspired us to do that and then we, we we went home we made the cd but i think we forgot to put this song on it <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 did, but this this song inspired a cd of forgotten classics <laughs> for us so that's the first story that might give you some indication of where i'm going the second one, which may give you more of an indication of where I'm going, is that me and Wade had a conversation we did our last recording on Tuesday about the Forgotten Classic and Hidden Masterpiece round. And we've had a spate of artists recently who got back to us with their submissions at the 11th hour. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, well, no, I wasn't going to say that, but you, you're not the first. Uh, and it's always touch and go as to whether we're actually going to get those songs through. So we, we said, right, what are we going to do? What we should do? We should pick some Forgotten Classics and Hidden Masterpieces ourselves. So if yeah. we're ever in a tight spot, we haven't got one. We've got yeah. something to fall back on. So I said, right, I've got a couple in mind. And I deliberated between two songs. Uh, and I actually sent them through a message the other night saying, this is my Forgotten Classic, just in case we don't get one. D- this was definitely in the shortlist. I was really on and on between two songs. Uh, so in the end, I, di- I didn't pick this song. Um, the song I did pick was uh, Dream Warriors from the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 soundtrack. Oh, really? Which is definitely a forgotten classic in my book, but yes. but 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 seventy four seventy five was uh, was a runner up. So crazy, so so yes, it's. I, I really wish I'd sent that now because that would have been awesome when you said yeah. finally sent your submission through, and I'd be like, yeah, told you so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, so uh, I I think it is one hundred percent a forgotten classic. Yeah. Moving on. Brilliant. <laughs> No, it's just a good, good classic. Got nothing bad to say about it. Very good, very good song. Exactly what you said. You know that, that time era. You got, you got wet, wet 
wet and people like that they were doing similar kind of things I'd, yeah it's in my opinion it is an absolute forgotten classic I'd, it's it's at the top end of forgotten classics so i think like this is the kind of thing you will on here on the radio probably every six months or so yeah you still just, will just hear this but not as often as you probably should no so is it a forgotten classic or not rich just about yeah or oh, just to, <laughs> it's scraping it. it's not a forgotten classic for me i i remember this song 100 percent. you know i can tell you the, the name of the band i can tell you the name of the song they're from you know yeah but it's not it's not about you it's about like in general how, how often is this played anymore it is it's it's for you know it's, it's my opinion I, I don't think it's a forgotten classic when I was the last time you heard it before they sent it over to be honest i probably heard it about three weeks ago did you yeah, <laughs> we, have, we have greatest hits on at work hold on a second we just did an episode of goes a good speed and i heard the song the day before and it still became a forgotten classic I'd, yeah because i've never I'd, i don't think i've ever <laughs> and i didn't I, even vote for it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't. I hadn't come across it for a long. Oh, that's James, wasn't it? That was the James song. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time. This, this is. It was all over the place. I'm pretty sure. I always used to get this and turn, uh, turn, turn, turn by the birds. Oh, the it? birds. No, yeah. I, used was. Get, I was uh, thinking of a different song. To everything. Yeah, that's that's the birds. Turn, that's the oh, one. Yeah. That, that that's a forgotten classic. Right. I always get that. I used to get those two mixed up because <laughs> because I think the Connell 7475. They're both out, forgotten so. classics. Like, yeah. And then Forest Gump come out in about what was it 95, 96 and the Birds song is on the Forest Gump soundtrack and just hit the charts running and then the Connell sort of made a resurgence with it as well so they were sort of there in, in the charts together and I always seem to I always seem to um, get them slightly mixed up but not anymore this, this, it isn't a forgotten classic for me mm. well you outvoted Wayne it is only just though <laughs> only just it's like yeah. one and a bit <laughs> it, I'm, 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 it, it inspired an album of forgotten classics a self-produced <laughs> album by me yeah. <laughs> It is a forgotten classic. An, Ill- an illegally produced album by Neil. Do we need to explain what Burning the CD is next? <laughs> Probably. We said Atlantic 252. Do we need yeah, to do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, need to, we need to explain to the millennials that Burning the CD funds terrorism. That's what it does. <laughs> not not Ter- if you already own all 9/11, of the music. 9-11 happened because people oh. were watching DVDs that they shouldn't have watched. Not, 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 not if you own all of the music on CD and you're just putting it onto a compilation play in your car. Well, I'm not sure on the rules and regulations, Neil, but I'm pretty sure that you've probably funded at least one of those terrorists. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty as charged. So you got so unfortunately the, uh, this oh no this actually no, two for two well done two for two yes, yes. Two two. oh good yeah. this yes. is a forgotten classic congratulations yes. oh thanks Gorgeous. very much thank you controversial bit of debate but that, that's how we like it yeah and uh, you win absolutely nothing so we'll send that post tomorrow if we'll it's any consolation if it's any consolation it's uh, it's one of the songs I would have chosen yeah Yay, thank that's, you. that is lovely that's so nice I love that story about as much consolation of opening a banana and finding out that he's just potassium inside and there's nothing left in it. Wow. <laughs> that, 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 that was so weird. That's not the sort of thing I'd normally come out with. Don't, don't ever use that as an analogy again, Wayne. <laughs> right, so we're going to move on to our final round now. Or not a round. No, 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 our penultimate round. Things inside called your musical challenge road go.
Okay, so for the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode, go this week. Wayne was challenged to go out and find some music from the genre Black Gaze. And how did that go for you, Wayne? Oh, uh, it was brilliant, mate. It was one of the best ones we've done for me. Uh, I went out. First thing I did was I. C- can I stop you there, Wayne? Should we just remind our, our listeners of what Black Gaze is? <laughs> the Bible definition. But the Bible definition of Black Gaze is black metal crossed with shoe gaze. Continue. Uh, yeah, went out and I listened to loads of different bands, tracked down the root of Black Gaze and I also watched a couple of videos on current bands and all this and that's where I found this absolutely fucking incredible band called Oathbreaker who are from Belgium and I brought their song Second Son of R. The minute I put this song on it was it's just a wall of sound with yeah. this angry girl in the middle of it just you know screaming and giving it everything and then they they'd tail off and go into this lovely melodic you know almost dream state and then come back and smack you again and then it's, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like they're holding your balls and then they cut them off feed them to you and ask you to like it that's the way I'd sort of <laughs> <laughs> it's so out there as, as a genre you know I, I can't stand black metal as, as much as metal as I love black metal is not in my wheelhouse at all I'm not a fan at all and and shoegaze I quite like it's you know it, it's very introverted and... what, what even is shoegaze Wayne? Um, it's, it's... Do, do, it's oh, just it, people yes, who look at their when shoes when I went down to the shopping centre and I got like... myself some new Nikes I'm trying to think if you go with like trying to like a band so say Joy Division right, it's oh yeah I like shoegaze and it's it's quite it's like a wall of sound you know and that's what it is it's sort of it just it just starts and it's very sort of punkified and it's very bass driven a wall of and sound while looking at your shoes yeah and that's what it is it's called shoegazing because they literally look at their shoes you know there's no sort of moving about they just look at their shoes but yeah, yeah actually stuff. Wayne the shoegazing comes from the amount of pedals the uh, the guitarist uses most of the time that they're, they're, they're playing I'm staring down all the time looking at the pedals and that's why it's called shoegazing anyway so uh, Oathbreaker formed in 2008 they are from Belgium. Other bands in this genre are the founding band or the controversial founding band because if you speak to some sections of the internet they'll say one band you speak to another section of the internet they'll say another but the founding member from what I can gather that everybody's sort of in agreement is this band from, uh, called Alcest from France. You can also have bands like uh, Deaf Heaven, Ghost Bath and Niche. There's a lot of controversy around Black Gaze because the people in the metal community don't really want that sort of style creeping in because they sort of deem it hipsterish so they don't want it creeping in and sort of contaminating the true metal side that's sort of what i got as well from it but Ooh, yes it's a very controversial yeah it's controversial genre like, yeah it's only been around for like 15 years something like that but it's an amazing genre i found i leaned more to the bands with female lead singers over the bands with male singers the, the male singers is it's very black metal and you yeah know, if you listen to cradle of filth don't listen to cradle of filth that's that's my honest opinion on that I'm not a fan of those at all but you know it's raw and it's expansive and it can be soft and delicate it's it's a great genre of music it's right up my street I bloody loved it let's start with Hunt Us what did you think? Yeah I mean amazing power like you say wall of sound really aggressive guitars kind of reaching upwards and then her um, shouting is uh, extreme um, and, I, and I think and great and, and I like the juxtaposition between the quiet bits because it really gets you to then appreciate if because if it was three minutes of <sighs> some people really like that but I, I would need the, the quiet to then really appreciate it when it kicks back in again but it, yeah it's and it's it's definitely harder than anything I've heard for a while because when I was at uni in Sheffield somebody somebody made me a cassette <laughs> Oh, we've gone one step back from CDs now. If if you take an MP3 and put some literal tape in it, that is what a cassette is. (laughs) The spool, and it was, that was what, 96, 97, and it was a band called Enthroned. And uh, 
a couple Thrones. of their tracks. Yeah, uh, a couple of tracks of those I, I quite like, but uh, but nowhere near as heavy as Oathbreaker. But you were saying, Nikki, about um... yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I thought it was. Um, it adds a sort of different dimension to that genre. I think, and it's quite interesting. It reminded me, although this is kind of crossing over into another genre, but it reminded me of a Japanese kind of post-hardcore band called Envy, which, I don't know whether you're aware of them, but they kind of do this very similar kind of approach, really, quite soaring and kind of big guitars with this ferocious kind of vocal, but then it breaks down by, you know, to a more quite sparse and gentle kind of interlude before launching back in. They actually got signed up on uh, Mogwai's label up in Scotland, Rock Action, which was quite interesting because they sort so it's kind of it's sort of spreading the genre I think it's really interesting really good it's nice to hear Rich don't like it <laughs> I could have I could have wrote down everything you wanted to say on, on the back of a poster stamp if I'm honest <laughs> this is nothing more than a teenage statement to the to the parent it's not music there's wow. up the shoegaze that's, that's fine I can, I can get on board with that, it, that that's fine but the rest of it that it's not music it's not it's, it doesn't even you look at the Oxford Dictionary definition of what music <laughs> is this is not it this is it's as you said a wall of fucking noise it's uh, uh, you know you can try and argue your point as much as you want it, it's not art it, it's it's not, and the people who do this kind of thing, if you the, the the difference between each one is minimalistic, minimalistic. There is differences, but it's minimalistic, and it's it's not it's not music. I don't like it at all. And that's what I've got to say about that. Neil, okay, um, so yes, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that really. As as you know, I'm um, I'm quite I'm quite into my metal, so I was very intrigued by this this week's challenge. I'd never heard of Black Gaze before, but I was uh, I was very intrigued as to what it would turn out, and I I, I love metal. And I think, I can't remember which one of you it was, Gemma or Nikki, said about, I think it was you, Gemma, said about, with metal, kind of, the whole shouty-shouty, kind of stuff gets a bit too much. And you need that to be broken up and punctuated. And I think that's what I love about metal, where there's a real contrast. I think, I think sort of, the the, the sort of screamo sort of vocals work as a technique. A bit like the jumping on a cat in in R&B. You know, you wouldn't wouldn't want want too much of it, but if if you throw it in here and there, you'd add something to the song and I I think that's why I bum off Slipknot so much. I think, I mean, Corey Taylor is just an incredible vocalist and yeah. his range, you know, the way he can go from one minute, I mean, you check out you know, something like Psychosocial where we get, you know, from one minute, he's, you know, it's all, it's, it's very meta, very melodic. Yeah. I just, I just love that. I mean, he's all the band Stone Sour are kind of going more that way now. And yeah, I'm a big Corey Taylor fan. But yeah, this, this song kind of took that technique and turned it up to past 11 to about 15. You know, it's, it, it just took that, that, that contrast and took it to a whole new level yeah it's it, i mean i mean really like I, I kind of started to listen to it and you know it was quite melodic it was quite gentle and it was, it was nice and then when she started really going for it i shit myself <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant so yeah Good. i uh, i enjoyed this so much that after the second listening to this i looked to see if i could yeah. find it where they were touring and unfortunately they're not touring this year because i was like i want to go see this band this this band will absolutely tear your face off live and I the way me and you are going mm. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eye on them and we will go uh, and, uh, and and because they're not absolutely massive yeah. you're looking at that would be incredible well. so that, that's enough to you know, tear what little hair I have left <laughs> off the top of my head so. well, obviously we won't invite Rich but uh, you're well, you're welcome to join us on Tusk I'll just stand out the back with a sour face on <laughs> <laughs> um, right well I, I appreciated this uh, a lot I thought this was absolutely fantastic and that's that's where we, re- we leave that and we've got to sort out for next week shall we have a look at is it my turn to, to choose uh, I think it's your turn to pick for me 
Wayne. Is it my turn to pick for you, Neil? Yeah, because Rich had the black midi. Hunters, have you got any uh, oh, genres in mind <laughs> that you give uh, to Neil? Put, yes, I've got put one. Put you on the spot. If not, if not just chuck, go on, then. Just chuck <laughs> it. Here you go. Oh, I'm going to write hey, it down and everything. You ready? Yeah. The typewriter. <laughs> yeah. K-pop, yeah. A typewriter is a word processor, which also predates the common PC. Oh, this is this is historically interesting, this podcast, is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. So, for the next episode, Neil will be bringing some K-pop. K-pop. Yeah. We can move on to the artist. Bartley. Good. Our very special guest this week is Huntus and Nikki and Gemma from Huntus. What song are you bringing this week for the artist spotlight? So, we bought a song called The Ancient Escape, which is one of our songs that we recorded last year. It song that we quite quite proud of we like this song we're very bloody yeah. proud of it very proud of it sorry it's, quite... <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really good fun to play it's quite, it's quite a long track so you know that's sometimes good thing sometimes bad thing but we feel like it doesn't feel long when you're playing it it's got a nice kind of drive. middle yeah drive to it it's got some en- we try to make sure that the energy is consistent through to the end of it uh, and it doesn't wane too much but it does 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 sort of hold it hopefully Nice. Yeah, yeah. The feedback that we've had about this track is that people like the. It's got a pulse to it. It's like a good driving song. It's like a song to to move to, as in like you know, fly or drive or I don't know, jet ski maybe. Yeah, it's really fun to play live and. Again, we like the contrast with this one because, you know, it starts off really kind of whispery and I'm sort of singing a, a lullaby to a child and, and then it goes into the verse and then it goes into the chorus, which is quite sort of punky, I think. Mm. Yeah, and it's all about you know, this illustration, the global political system and people arguing about where people are from and stopping people moving there and, you know, it's really about the fact that we're, that we're all the same and, and that we all need to be nice to each other and, and care for each other. That's a very high-level description. <laughs> The lyric, but if, if you listen to the middle, it's kind of we were playing around with um, what was that keyboard called at John's studio when you oh. a bit like a yeah. uh, moog was it a moog? It wasn't a moog, but it's no. something like that anyway. And we wanted to create this sort of foreboding atmosphere and you know, rise and fall and this frustration of the people being trapped and imprisoned and things. And so, there's a bit I don't know whether you've heard it, but Richard, the bassist, actually <laughs> came into the studio with this with the snow chains off the tires of the car and started rattling them around in the in the kind of end of the midsection and it just worked so well so we yeah, kept it kept all the chains so, <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, anyway, that's a long answer to your question but yeah, that's really the background to that song It's it's a very good answer to our question Neil, do you think Oh, I liked it a lot. Oh, I think it's very, uh, very progressive, and rock is really my thing. And it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't one thing. There was a very, very uh, definite build-up. But what, what struck me about it is there were five notes that were kind of repeated throughout. I'm not saying that there were. You know, this isn't a bad thing. That yeah. I'm not I'm not saying those five notes were kind of. Uh, that that was all that, that was in the song. But the, the the song never strayed that far from those five notes. It's like, you know, it kind of like that that that, that melody. Sort of... Yeah, it was a bit like that, yeah. It put me in mind of that, but it also put me in mind of, and it sounds nothing like this song, but it was just, it's the same kind of thing about, you know, it's the same repeated melody. Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. It's like, if you break that down, it's classic, but this it really is the same three chords repeated over and over again throughout the song. 
and it, it, it's so obvious when you you know you identify mm, 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 you know it's like it, that that plays throughout the song but it sort of it sort of roots and grounds the song and, and I felt like the same technique was was in play here it was like yes for all that this song progresses and grows and changes there's that, that sort of grounding that reminds you of what it is and so from that point of view it's very well structured awesome so what did you think about the song I agree with Neil with the the recurring notes it drags you into the song with the, like like the close encounters yeah. you know the way the way it bounces along and to say it's a six minute song it doesn't feel like a six minute song you know it, yeah. it, it feels a lot shorter and I think it's because of the, the, like what Neil says about the progressive nature of it because you're interested in where the song's going it's sort of it was yeah. a bit like the musical equivalent of Avengers Endgame. That didn't Ooh. feel like a three hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, no, that's a, a very good concept. Or, or Blade yeah. Runner 2. That didn't oh, feel like a three hour movie. Oh, God, no. I fucking love Blade Runner 2. It's great. Cool. Um, I did have another point, and he's completely gone now. Cause <laughs> I, love, I love throwing curveballs. Also, with your song i like the way that the lyrics start quite gentle and then you build and build and build i've got like a feeling that the guitar sounds very sort of ash circa 1977 album that sort of sound it's got a, a lovely i said this when you did the b so it's got a lovely overdriven mm-hmm. sound and it re- puts me in mind of neil help me out what's nirvana's first album bleach, bleach. yeah yeah it, it puts me in mind of bleach now i listened to um bleach and i remember reading about this way back in the day and wondering how he got that sound and he got that sound from he, he owned a Boss DS2 pedal and he drained the battery and the so the sound you hear on Bleach he's got this sort of like it's like a faded distortion it's sort of dirty-ish and that's the sort of sound I've got okay. with you guys it's, it's, yeah. it's right mm. there cool it's a, it's a it's, it's a really lovely well-rounded distortion great. yeah that that it's it's clean enough so you can hit the notes home, but it's dirty enough to give it a bit yeah. of drive. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. yeah. A, we didn't really yeah. want to overload it. You know, it's it, it's it, you can lose the definition. I think sometimes with a lot too much too much yeah. drive. So yeah, it's a nice uh, yeah. sort of Fender Fender yeah. twin amp, and uh, we've got a ah, right, bit okay. of that, um, yeah, OCD, yeah. bit of black gaze. You know, black gaze. You lose. You lose. Yeah, sense yeah. Of what what instruments yeah, doing what. Yeah. Everything, yeah. But yeah, oh, great. it's very oh, good. Thanks. It's a song I've only listened to uh, one and mm-hmm. a half times, but yeah, it's a oh, great one, definitely. Oh, oh Rich. I've only heard it uh, once properly. It's it's not typical Hunt Us, which is good, I think. it was. It's uh, maybe you stepping out of your usual comfort zone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I'll need to listen to it a couple more times, but yeah, it, it didn't. Yeah. It sounded different, but it didn't sound different bad. It sounded like a. You know, you, you may be trying to go in a different direction to not just experiment, mm. but, you know, may, maybe evolving as a, as a band. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I'm just waffling, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, from, no, what I've, from what I've listened to of your past works, it did sound like it was going in a different direction. Mm. Yeah, you, the start, it was segregated, well, like the start of the song, like I said earlier, t- taking the mix, t- but it did sound like it started like free, and you, yeah. you was like, I'm in an R in for a bit, like, where am I going to go here? I'm in an R in, I'm in an R in, then bang, status quo, thanks for coming. Love <laughs> 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 So we've had status quo, Bruce Springsteen, free, who else did you say, Neil? Uh, I don't think I did. <laughs> you, did you not? No, I've said Ash and Nirvana. So, yeah. yeah. This is <laughs> that, that is an awesome hybrid, if you throw all those together. <laughs> yeah, put all that together. Rock Hall of Fame. Yeah, but your instrument, <laughs> but yeah, your instrumentation, and everything. Is, 
it's mm. it's brilliant. I got, you know, you can't, you can't knock it. It's so been, and your vocals, oh, absolutely beautiful. I, I said it so, was a perfect yeah. example of prog, so chuck some Pink Floyd in there as well. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We'll take that. <laughs> Thank you. Keep, keep throwing, keep throwing brush. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very all, different but, to all the ones that we've just done as well, which is, yeah, they're all different, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I was quite, I was surprised by it, but not in a bad way. And I do need yeah. to listen to it a couple of more times. And I can yeah, see yeah. this being something that I would uh, end up on my playlist. Mm. Cool. Very good. What's, uh, what's next for Hunters? We are, well, so we've got these new four songs that we did last weekend uh, with John Hannon in Essex. And um, we, we're sort of excited at the moment you know that feeling when you, you get the rough mixes back from the studio and you get to hear what you've done properly for the first time it, we, that, that's happening for us right now so we got those a few days ago so um... I'll miss that oh, <laughs> it's really good yeah it's yeah. that nice you know it's for the first time you can, you can hear what it is that you're doing you know you sort of can make sense of it all yeah because we've been playing some of these new songs live for the last year but to get them down is really cool and, and a couple of them have changed it as well but and we had this real surprise with one of them because the guys came up with this riff the other week I mean literally I don't know three weeks ago didn't mm, you yeah. it's a really fat riff I think you'll really like it anyway so then they decided to record it at the weekend so I had like one night <laughs> to write some lyrics <laughs> sat here with a glass of wine but it, it all came together and actually it's um yeah, it's it's very strong. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's it's good fun. It's and, good. and it's in German because I thought just fancy doing it because I speak German and I was wondering what it to, what to, to write it about. And um, and then I was thinking about old literature and I was thinking about Goethe, the old German writer and poet. And, and um, Well, that's a bit fucking dead. random, isn't it, that? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was about to say, um, friends of the podcast know how much we love the accent and uh, the really? language of Germany. But, but, but also, we have an opinion that the, 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 the German is the most angry language on the planet. Yeah, e- everything in German sounds angry. So, well, was, was that what you were going for with the song? No, no, I just love it. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, Gemma's a very good German speaker. She's, she's uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you got like, you know, the, the, the English exit, you know, exit to, to leave a place. Germany's yeah. Ausgang! Yes. <laughs> it, like, it, it just sounds like you're annoyed that somebody's leaving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's got some funny nuances, hasn't it, the German language? Yeah, yeah. anyway, so by the by, but uh, so when it's ready, we'll send it and see what you think, because it's quite unusual, but it's quite isn't it? Yeah, we're pleased with it. Really, really pleased. So we get the we're going to go back into the studio and fin- do the mixes in June. So we should be ready start of July, I think, with some new material. Um, we've yeah. got. Ditto and you know, Spotify and everywhere. You've you've told us all about the song. You told us how it's come about. The big fat riffs and the riffs written in German. What's the name? Fastest Geburtstag. Krankenwagen. Moferrad. What's it called again? Sorry, I'm having German shouts. I don't actually know me. because uh, I haven't had time to give it a name yet. I've written all the lyrics, like, but mm. I'll come up with one. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you. The rest of them have got names. The rest Six. of them are in English. One of them's about a tree, called Tall, a giant. One of them is about death, although you're listening. And the other one is called Raw Fire, and it's about people's energy, the energy that people have inside of them to do mm-hmm. amazing. It sounds very cheesy, but it's, yeah. No, it's, what's, it's, uh, what's your plans? it's very cool. Yeah, and then we're playing a gig in June. We've got one gig lined up we haven't got anything off that but we're going to try and book a few dates to coincide with when we release the music so so yeah we're excited it's going to be good good song we were talking about last time richie about putting more of our own gigs on and 
yeah. um, maybe organising something with you guys and just doing more independent nights because mm. it's fun. It's really fun, and you know, getting mates along by and everyone having a laugh and having a more of a collective feel. So we're still we up do to need that. to go to some more it. gigs. We, did, mm. we, we need to get out some more. We're uh, we're stuck in these podcast walls at the moment, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We need to get out there. Yeah. Well, we're running up yes. to the end of the show, yeah. Uh, so we need to sort out what happens next time. So uh, who's our special guest for next time, Rich? Paul Robinson, I do believe. Yeah, well, from Neighbours. Uh, Ed- As in Neighbours, Paul Robinson. <laughs> wow. Wow. Pretty sure That's it's Paul booking. Robinson. It's Stefan Dennis. Yeah, he did do a song. He doesn't even do music. <laughs> <laughs> he did do it. He did that song. Didn't he? Yeah, it was a hit. <laughs> he did. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not. At Christmas round here as oh. well. No, so that for our <laughs> next episode, we will be having on the show as our special guest, we'll be having Paul Robinson, editor of a music magazine, which I can't think of off the top of my head. We'll also have, be having. Can I just interject? I'm not a neighbours fan, else. my wife is. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that. So, yes, I think that all that there is left to do is to say a big thank you to Neil Wayne and the guests and to our listeners. So, I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. I've been Neil. And they have been... Hunters. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.
Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org.